about my camera it looked like i'm in 2006 <laughs> um but <laughs> i feel like it's just an aesthetic like that's this is your aesthetic this is it is oh my god i'm small hard as hell i like to crumble again <laughs> but um yeah guys what's up with y'all what's going on how y'all feeling on this i thought it was monday for some reason I know. um please that's don't take me back here i so, get I happy but I get happy that this podcast is the marker of that is going to be hump day. So that yes. makes me happy. <laughs> That's so, I'm so like, true. On hump day. So That's I'm true. like, we made it. So when we record, I'm like, we halfway there. But as of now, it is definitely Tuesday. And I feel like getting to Friday, I feel like I'm like, like you know, in like a video game or something. And then somebody's like, oh, you got to crawl to the yes. like That's what I feel like. I'm doing, but we're gonna get there. Um, I got to leave work early and take a nap, and sometimes that's all a girl needs is a nap. Period. I have not taken a nap, but it's okay because I will be sleeping my ass off tonight. Um, I'm actually getting over a really bad cold, so if y'all see me hacking or hear me hacking, I'm sorry, but um, the girl is getting over the respiratory infection of the century. Then on top of that, like. I'm in my third trimester, which everybody say, oh, shortness of breath is a thing. But when I say I really am short of breath, <laughs> I hear myself, I'm like, I'm always taking deep breaths. I feel like that little kid on Matilda that was forced to eat all that cake, Brucey. That's how I feel every with every um with every moment. I feel like Brucey. <laughs> Just Remember that lady said she um felt like um the the little boy from My Hunter Middle? Yes, that's, <laughs> that's who I, no, that's even better. That's exactly how I feel. I forget his name, but yeah. So you still have to bear with me, but I feel like we're still here. Given despite all that, we're still here. Yeah, and you look great. Thanks, <laughs> thank you. you. Oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm <laughs> our camera on. I'm like I'm a yawny. I'm I'm gonna yawn. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm yeah, a yawny. it's all right. I'm a yawny little ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> let's get into this fade four, shall we? Just just off the top, show's gonna be a little different today. We just wanted to do our own thing, which is like I never heard no bruncher have a problem with it before. Yeah, I always yeah. like when we go off script, off the outline, and just you know talk our shit. So that's what we're gonna do today. So let's get started with fade four. So this week's fade for our four things we'd like to unlearn in 2024. You first. Okay, so um, me, what I want to unlearn in 2024, and I feel like this year is going to be like big things, like really big, hard things for me to unlearn. So I'm starting out hot and heavy with, I want to unlearn my relationship with capitalism. Um, it's like, that's going to be super hard for me. Like, I want to learn my relationship with capitalism, my relationship, even though I would say I was like going crazy buying stuff, 
on my relationship with like material things i feel like it goes under the same umbrella um and my relationship with um like celebrity like i just want to unlearn a bunch of that stuff in order to be a better activist um and a better like like a community like giver and a community leader like i want to and i feel like that's going to be very hard for me because i do really like material things and just thinking about the way like some of um the things that i indulge with like can affect others like i just really want to dig deep so that's the first one um i think maybe the the um theme i'm going for is like um evaluate my relationship with overindulging because the second one is it's an ongoing battle is like my relationship with food so i want to know when to, i want to um stand firm in like my no when it comes to certain things with food i have been doing it this year like for instance um i recently i've just been getting full really fast and like i had brunch i mean i had brunch i went out to brunch by myself and i had pancakes and like instead of thinking of like oh like in my mind i'm like this is um this is two dollars worth of something i'm just like i can't eat this anymore and if i pack it up i'm not going to eat it so i'm just going to like send it like i'm trying to like in on one hand like um wasteful yeah being wasteful and also reevaluating my relationship like capitalism material things i also want to um check my um you know relationship with overindulgence especially with things with food and like knowing when and not feeling guilty when i like had enough or like have to throw something away like not feeling guilty and sometimes feeling finding alternatives like sometimes i will pack stuff up and i'm like if i see somebody that's homeless like i'll give it to them um but yeah i really want to evaluate that um the third thing is being even more committed to um my fitness journey and in a way that is healthy like again it's it's called a journey because you have to you know keep on going through certain things like i want to definitely work on not feeling guilty for taking breaks not feeling like i have to explain myself like for instance um i it was very big of me but because i was going to just let it happen so i'm going away next week for a vacation and this month is december so it's the holidays so we all know um hours for establishments are going to be like they're either going to close early or they're not going to be open at all so i paused i freeze my membership um at orange theory and at first i felt guilty about it but i'm like it makes sense like i'm not going to be using it um and i can always i'm i'm gonna have a cut on in january like it's fine if you take this break and also i like have i work in healthcare so like i'm around a lot of sick people and sometimes like some days i feel like oh am i getting sick so i'm like i don't want to go to the gym so i want to come home and i know the most important thing when you're starting to feel a little like oh am i getting sick is resting so i'm like i want to pry and because i saw somebody that i follow um say something about this but like 
for instance, I used to feel like this pre-COVID. Like, if I feel sick, I'm like, oh, I'm going to sweat it out at the gym. But I'm like, that's actually a really selfish thing to do because you're sweating out the gym. And then somebody, even though you clean the machine, somebody comes up after you. And then, like, that's how sickness gets passed. So I'm like, in order to be better to my community and to just be, a, I feel like, a better human being, it's like, girl, no, you're not sweating it out in no damn gym. You want to dress you want to go to bed you want to eat a damn vegetable maybe take whatever because like sweating out the gym that's another thing i mean everything ties to capitalism that's another thing where you feel like you have to be a machine and you gotta order. keep going you gotta keep yeah going. you gotta keep going and, and, and i feel like when the doctors or when websites recommend you know get moving they mean take a walk yes you know, take a walk they mean take a walk uh Maybe do some yoga and how move your body, but they don't mean going to treadmill, be in person. Like, I think that's an assumption people make because, again, we don't think gentle things count and or yeah. are productive. But, like, being sick myself for these past few weeks, like, I, I did the Peloton one day, but I mostly did stretches. And, yeah. like, I, I took some walks, like, where, where I could. But yeah, I rested more than I did any of those other things because you're tired. Yeah. Like your body's so tired when you're sick and nobody can convince me that the better thing to do when you feel like that is get up and do a jumping jack. Hello? <laughs> like you're not going to be able to breathe. So on top of that, I'm like, and you know, I booked a vacation. So I'm like, I need to like just rest and it's okay. Like, you know, to take, excuse me, that rest. The last thing is um I want to um unlearn is um I've been doing really good with it this year, I think, but I really want to like be at like excuse me, like that final step is like unlearning um comparison my journey to other people's journeys. I really want to be at peace with um my life in the path and you know, what my decisions, where my decisions have led me. So I really want to like sit and be in peace with that. So I want to unlearn comparing my journey um, to others and enjoy the journey that I have and make the most of it, the, um, the journey that I have. So. Exactly. Because it's like, it really, I hate to sound corny, but there really is no journey more beautiful than yours. And yeah. I feel like we all should feel that way. And all of our lives will be beautiful. I think the people who look like they're having fun is because they're the main character in their life. You know, they're owning it. Like, it doesn't magically happen for them. They're, like, owning it. And they're making it happen. And I feel like, especially, Sabrina, like, you... A lot of people, me included, think you're very cool. <laughs> so I think you should just own it because it's yeah. like people like you. People like how you think. People like the shit that you say, how you write. So it's like, oh my God, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> so I'm like, if anybody's going to like be themselves, it really should be you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. I really appreciate no that. No problem. I'm like, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that third time. I promise Kicking my ass. <laughs> but no, I feel, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely stepping into that, um, like, this past year. Because I'm like, I have had nothing. I haven't had, like, anybody to distract me, like, own or, like, make me, like, doubt myself. And I feel like I'm definitely standing and coming into, like, being 
like getting back to like I guess like the hardest I was when like I was younger. So I'm like that's very like so yeah. I just want to not compare my baby to other people. Period. You shouldn't. Their journeys are boring in comparison. <laughs> um, first on my list is I said being unfocused. But I'm trying to find the word to articulate what I really want to say. So it's like, sometimes I have these goals, but I have no idea how to get to them. Um, like, it just gets to a point where you reach you reach a certain point in life where your goals just aren't simple anymore. Like, at one point, we had a goal to start a podcast. started a podcast. Yeah. But then the next goal might be, like, scale the podcast. And you think of all the different ways to do that. And it's like all these different options. I'm feeling intimidated by which route to go down. And it's not just with the podcast. This is with like a lot of aspects of my life. I get there, but then when it's time to scale, I feel like, oh my God, there's so many intricacies. There's so many things to understand. Like, do I have time? And I just feel like I get a bit overwhelmed by by how much needs to happen next. And recently at my um, full-time job, I had to learn something that was just completely out of my specialty. Like, just to put things out there, like, I'm all about communications. You need a you need a story. You need to create a narrative. That's me. Like, I do that type of stuff. You need to organize an event. That's me. You need the logistics figured out. But when it comes to things related to, like, finance, procurement, IT systems, those, that's just not my language. And I've been able to success, successfully avoid it. However, I'm starting to learn like certain things related to finance are a part of everybody. You just can't avoid it after a certain time. Yeah. And I also felt like I was standing up to finance because I'm like, I feel like as a woman, finances have just intimidated me for too long. Like I really yeah. decided to like stand 10 toes and understand it and for months, I've been having ongoing conversations and I have just felt so lost. But I stayed down. I stayed repeating, asking questions, having the information repeated to me, taking notes, revisiting my notes. And I will say almost seven months later, like without even ever thinking I would get it, I get it. I finally get it. I finally understand. And to me, that was like um, proof that like, I can do hard things. I can understand really challenging things. I can really push through and get it. And if I can do it at work, that's, I always think of work as my practice for, you know, my other dreams. Like I don't go to work for 40 hours just to get a check. I go there to learn on really somebody else's dime and then to take those understandings and apply it to like my own dreams and careers and stuff like that. So my dream, my, my dream career. So I just want to think of my goals and not be afraid of when it gets difficult. Like we have think like sometimes I think about how much work gets put into things and I feel like, oh, I don't have time for that. I'll be tired if I do all that. But I want to get comfortable with like being tired. Like I want to yeah. get comfortable with being like, I need to get this done. I'll figure it out. I'll get it done. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. I think I'm just, I'm ready to reach a new level and be a bit uncomfortable as it relates to like my dreams or goals. So I just want to get really focused and not be afraid there. Next, um, 
I want to stop uh, spreading myself too thin because I don't, I've done it for so long. I really felt like I had no control over always having something to do. I really felt like that was normal. But I think that now with this pregnancy and feeling like shit a good 60% of the time and realizing that like, I actually don't have to go out to dinner with a new person every day. I actually don't have to like, you know, do this and do that and run here, run there. Like it gets to a point where it's not sustainable. And specifically now, like I have to, pres- I just have to use my energy in a different way. Yeah. So like I've started being like, all right, groceries are being delivered from this point on, you know, this is the day that I'm handling stuff for the apartment. And this is how many social engagements I have in me. So I've started practicing in 2023, just being like, no way I'm going to be able to go to work in person, meet somebody for lunch and go do the podcast later today. Back, I'm telling you, last year, I would be like, no problem. I can do that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Iman, <laughs> you always doing something. No, and I just, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I have had that experience where my mom was always with me. Like she was present. And even when she went out, it wasn't a big deal because she was mostly in with us. And I'm like, I have to like keep my life for sure. But there is somebody who kind of will need me and I need to make sure that I'm there. And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I just have to prioritize things a little differently and I have to be full. Like I have to be 100. I can't go to brunch. And then come home and be tired for my child, you know? Yeah. So it's like a little backwards. So I'm just trying to figure out healthy boundaries while still, you know, I love my friends. We love them forever. But, you know, just boundaries, that's all. Just can't do it every single day. Yeah. Um, I also want to unlearn, I guess this is tied to anxiety, but I want to learn, unlearn how to stop being worried about things that don't exist. Like, sometimes I create situations in my head that really piss me off. Like, it's one thing to just think about stuff, but it's one thing to think about a scenario and then be actually pissed at a person over something that's never happened. And I do stuff like that. And I feel like for a long time, I thought I was so, like, see, my my for, my foresight is out of this world. But in reality, my imagination is out of this world. <laughs> Because none of it has happened. Like, it hasn't happened. I'm literally just sitting here, you know, scaring myself, thinking about, like, oh, my God, like, what if my child get into the plant? I don't have a child yet. I don't have a plant either. So it's like, why am I so afraid of that? It's just like, I, I, I just so don't want things to go wrong that I feel like the best way to prevent things from going wrong is to, like, think of everything that could go wrong and then fix, find a solution, which... Okay, yes, that is, you know, being hypervigilant to some point is good, but it can also be hyper, you know, and just over the top and can drive me crazy. And I should be putting equal energy into thinking about things that can go really well. And I don't always do that because I'm always, I think I lead life with protecting myself and others that sometimes I'm just like, don't step in there. Don't fall over here. Instead of being like, oh, step up right here. Go down that road. It's a good road. So I just want to switch my thinking to be slightly more like positive um, so that I'm not just stressing myself out every single day. And 
this is something that I was kind of talking about on um, Twitter, but I just want to stop giving people the benefit of the doubt so much. I want to unlearn that because I think that somewhere down the line, someone has told, taught specifically women that like what we feel isn't the truth and mm-hmm. there's always something else going on that we don't understand. And in reality, I just want to trust. I need to learn to trust myself and stand on what I believe and not allow myself to be questioned. <laughs> you know, yeah. like how are you going to question me if I made the decision and didn't talk to you about it? So yeah. I was just like, I got to make decisions and not share with people why I made the decision. You know, what's going, it's just not a group discussion anymore. You know, I want to stop being like overly humble in uh, pretending that, and, and it's like sometimes I would know somebody's not making sense, but to be fair, I'll let them talk. I don't want to talk to you if you're not making sense no more. Like why? That just enables people, you know, that just yep. enables people to think that they have a point when they really fucking don't. And yep. I don't want to hear it anymore. So I just want to kind of trust myself. Uh, I think that's a really big part of my success because Yo, every time I do something, every time I make a suggestion at work, I may have never even tried it before. My ideas always work. My ideas always work. Like the other t- the, um, today, my boss was just saying how she did something and it didn't get any attention. And then I told her, hey, how about I try this? And when I tried it, she uh, the thing she wanted attention to, all these people came to it. And I'm like, <laughs> see what happens when I do what I think I should do? You know, and I'm just a naturally curious person. Like, I need to try. So, I need to try these ideas. <laughs> like, yeah. I just need to try these ideas. And in order to do that, I just have to try. I have to stop being so afraid of people thinking that maybe I'm a bitch. Or maybe I'm this. Maybe I'm that. Like, who actually cares? Like, it just, I'm not going to be everybody's sweetheart anymore. And I understand that. I'm not trying to be everybody's asshole either. But <laughs> if that's what happens, that's just what happens. So I'm just trying to unlearn, you know, giving everything and everybody a voice in the platform. No, you got to work for that with me. I will I respect <laughs> everybody, but I will not be hearing everybody out. <laughs> I won't. Yeah. So. Honestly. Yeah. That's it. That's the fade for that's what we doing in 2024 what y'all doing and what yeah let us know what y'all doing and like that anxiety thing is literally why some now i get uh pregnancy stuff um on my instagram and some stuff i intentionally don't send you because i know that like it would scare you or like you would be thinking about it because like i don't know why i be getting some stuff that i'm like calm the going but i'm like that's why intentionally I don't send certain things. I appreciate it. And you know, I was watching Girl on the Train last night. The girls who know now. That's a good ass movie. Have you seen it before? I saw it with you. You made me watch oh, it. Oh, you did? <laughs> well, oh, yeah, me and you watched it. I forgot. Because yeah. so I, I had watched it before. Yeah, you watched, I watched it before. It and then you made me watch it with you. And it was so good. That movie good as hell. And then I, for- I forced uh, Momo. Y'all, that's my partner, Momo. That's my <laughs> nickname. I forced him to watch it and, you know, trigger warning and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry, y'all. <coughs> There's a part in the movie where um, the, the one of the main characters, uh, she falls asleep in the bathtub with her baby. 
and because of that, her baby drowns by accident. And it's just, like, very traumatizing. And, like, when I see stuff like that, I can't just see that. I am like, I would never take a bath for my baby. Like, that's just it. Like, every time I see something, it has now be like, well, it's like my brain can't help to be like, avoid, avoid, avoid. Like, I'm always having these intrusive thoughts, um, which I probably need some help with. But I just, I just want to, I just want to try to control some of it myself. Again, sometimes it's good. Like, it's just like, I feel like nature's way of keeping me safe and my brain's way of keeping me and my loved ones safe but then sometimes it can just go with me can go overboard yeah so yeah let's get into this toast shall we so this week we want to toast to the ashanti who recently shared that she is expecting which yes congrats queen i feel like she's gonna make a damn good mother like i don't know i can't believe you and ashanti baby could be friends I know, besties, little cousins. Around the same age. It's going to be so many damn babies that could be this child's cousin at this point. I really feel like (laughs) it's a baby boom happening right now. It is. It's so wild. I'm about to Google it. Like, is there a baby boom happening in 2023? Are births up? Because I, I personally have never seen so many people pregnant at one time. Like, I don't know. But I feel like it's super special because you got got. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely. Like, I feel like I'm so sorry. Like, a lot of y'all always pregnant. Like, it's not. (laughs) Well, we knew you were going to be. (laughs) Yeah, we knew. Like, when Christian got pregnant, it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we knew. But, like, some people, it's like. (gasps) Yeah, I think it's Shanti. Yeah, because I literally was thinking about that recently. I'm like, because she gave me, like, cool auntie vibes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the. um, You know how Mary J. Black. I'm sorry, y'all. I was so close to that camera. Um, You know, I was like, (laughs) but you know how. Um, Mary J. Blige, um, don't have kids. Right. So I thought it was going to be like something like that. Um, mm-hmm. but that is so cool. Like, congrats, Ashanti. Congrats, Ashanti. Can't wait to see that baby. Oh, yes. God. I wonder how many months she is. I'm going on her Instagram right now. It was such a little baby bump. I would say three to four months. Wait, where is she supposed to love it? Um, I don't remember. I was watching it on Gossip in the City. Um, um, that's what I saw her. Like she was in a dress, and when she posted to the side, you could kind of see it because okay. it was rumors about her being pregnant prior to her confirming it. Oh wow, that's so wow! I'm just happy for her. I'm just happy for her. As women, um, you know, there are sometimes a lot of pressure to have children by a certain age, um, which we all feel. And I love and respect the fact that she waited until it was, for, it was the right time for her. Mm-hmm. For her. Like, I love that. Yeah. Love that, too. All right. So let's get into some tea, shall we? So this week, we want to talk about a few things, mostly some 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 cinema. But before we get into that, I just thought this was, like, very strange. So do y'all remember, it was, like, a few months ago. It This took Twitter by storm. I maybe it was last year, but <laughs> Amy it was funny. It was crazy. Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, um, I believe they. Sorry, I believe they were on. Uh, yeah, they were on GMA three. They were both, uh, you know, former co-anchors on the um, on the show. They were spotted just like blatantly 
booed up and they were both married to other people. Like he had his hand blatantly booed up as crazy. They was blatantly <laughs> just fucking around on their on their spouses. They were so like booed up. It's like it should be illegal to be booed up with somebody like that while you are married to somebody else. It is absolutely disrespectful. <laughs> and the Twitter Sorry. just kept making more and more jokes because like he had he was like gripping her ass. Like it just was disrespectful. Biting his lip. Like he was in the <laughs> moment. Okay. He loved like people who cheat like that, they just get down and dirty. Like, I just can't believe it, you know? Yes. But they were saying that um so they have a podcast, right? Um, and they did not cheat on or they decide they did not cheating on their spouses, which is crazy because <laughs> we, we all saw it. Period. They really meant for each other. <laughs> they holding on to the same lie. Yeah. So eventually they all separated from their um partners and they were like temporarily removed or fired or whatever the hell happened. Um, and they, they, you know, divorced their partners, but it's crazy because their partners got together. Cause why not? Yeah. So TJ Holmes, it says, according to Holmes, November 30th, 2022 was the day that we were, and this is very important. We were outed to be clear. <laughs> we were outed as being in a relationship, but everyone else thought we were being outed as adulterers. Being outed as cheating on our spouses, and it wasn't the case because the odd thing is, the day those pictures were taken and the day the article was released, we both at that point were in divorce proceedings. <laughs> yes, we had attorneys, mediators. We were in the middle of divorces. Holmes continued. We shouldn't have allowed, and I can say that in hindsight, for folks to find out about our relationship before they found out about the divorces. How, yeah, the fact that you were in a relationship before you were divorced. Do y'all know how, like, <laughs> like what? They said we thought we were to... protecting our children and our family. Huh? I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> y'all, no, they both the same kind of crazy. And you know what? They definitely meant for each other. Because how was y'all, like, those smiles, I will never get those pictures out of my head. Yeah, that was absolutely that was absolutely nuts, and I feel like I need to hear from y'all spouses if if that that's the truth, because of it course was, you know, and who knows what they was doing in the hallways at work. <laughs> Ew. Um, but the real gag is like so TJ's ex wife and Amy's ex husband. Their names are Mar Mar Marley. Sorry, it's Marley Fig Fibe. Or Fibig. You ever seen a last name where you'd be like, these letters shouldn't be together? But anyway, her first okay. name is Marley. And his name is Andrew Shu. They are dating according to multiple sources. <laughs> this is coming from page six. It says, we're told the couple has been dating for about six months after bonding over the traumatic experience of being cheated on. Period. <laughs> it turns out, it turns into something else and they're connected over their values. It's bigger than the affair. Hmm. Period. I just feel like <laughs> all right. Say you getting cheated on, right? Say my man cheated on me, and which, ooh, sorry, this pissed me off thinking about it. Um, and then say the person that he's cheating on me with, um, their husband or their um, yeah, their husband come to me and be like, hey, like, how are you feeling? And then we just start talking. The next thing you know, I'm like, you like Beyonce? 
And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you vegan? He's like, yeah. I don't think it's Why weird. Why not? Why not? What I just do don't we think have? It's that weird. It's not that weird. What do we have to lose? We only have any something to gain, and that's <laughs> <Sorry>. love. <laughs> we only have something to gain because we already lost it all. And I also feel like it's not. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do this because it was petty, but I would feel better knowing that, like, I have. <laughs> Like, I, exactly. You know, like I got your man or your ex man, and now we're <laughs> happy. I question if people who are serial cheaters can really be happy together, but sometimes history proves that they can. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's the sad part. I try not to think about it because I do not want to be stressed out. But <laughs> yeah, sometimes um, cheaters win. Sometimes they win, unfortunately. Yeah, you. It's too many. I've seen too many examples to be. Like, oh, their marriage isn't going to work. No, it might really work. Yeah. Some be thriving. I can name a few. Yeah, a lot I of them were celebrities. <coughs> yeah, Most a lot of, of celebrities. They get away with shit they just shouldn't be getting away with. But, I mean, let's stick a pin in it. That's how I feel. Let's stick a pin in it. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, let's see what happens. Um, let's just see what happens. Let's stick a pin in it. Yeah, because I feel like more to come. It's going to be more to come, and um, I'm going to be with it. So let's get into some cinema, all right? So do we want to talk about the Renaissance movie first, or do we want to talk about the Church of Mother God documentary or docu-series? That's hard. They were both so good. Um, I was about to say, oh, my God, this is so hard. Let's do, maybe we should do, let's say, we're going to make y'all wait. Let's say Renaissance for last. Okay, I was thinking that, but I have a lot to say about Mother God. So if y'all, so huge spoiler alert, because we're going to talk about it in these seconds before we watched it. But if y'all have not watched it, please watch Love Has Won, The Church of Mother God on Max. Like, it is probably top five, one of the most craziest things craziest things I've ever watched. I'm still trying to unpack what I saw, if we being completely honest. Yeah. Um, and Sabrina just texted me and was like, watch this docuseries, which I knew it was part I knew it was gonna be good just based on the name. So yeah. you know, the series opens up with um police showing up at this house and it's a house that's very colorful. It's like, what's going on here? What you know? What type of people are these? And they ask where Amy is. Okay, we don't know who Amy is. Um, and they ask where the children are. Apparently, there are some children on the premises. So this person says, "Oh, the children's here." And he's like, "Well, where's Amy?" And it's something about his response that's very chilling. He's like, "She's um in rest." So they make their way through the house, which is disgusting, by the way, but they're making their way through the house and in a bed, they discover a silver mummified woman. And they actually showed the mummified face because it was like on the, uh, what's, what type of, ca- like the cameras that police have. on Body the- cam. Yeah, it was like body cam footage. And I don't think I understood what I was looking at. At first, I thought I was looking at a shrine. It wasn't until the text popped up on the screen that I'm like, yeah. this is a corpse. <laughs> yeah. A mummified that, so that's, corpse. 
so that's how oh sorry i just found the article on it and i'm like ooh, when i'm reading after this um <laughs> but yeah so that's how we kicking it off that's how we start off and immediately we're like what the what the fuck like what's going on um and we find out just high level that uh amy and i forget her last name carlson i just was looking okay up. amy, amy carlson. carlson started out just a normal little girl um and super ambitious but somehow got really into like spirituality right like fine but she got into energy and she started joining these like chat boards and people started telling her she had like this divine energy and yeah and point, it started this was like in the early 2000s like 2003 2004 um, right yeah and mm-hmm. she was a um she was a manager at mcdonald's um she she was working at mcdonald's she was a manager at mcdonald's and i mentioned that because i was thinking about it uh when they showed the clip of the um hiring process like how they used to show videos like in the 80s i don't say i wouldn't know i never had a job in the 80s but um how they used to show videos like in the 80s and 90s of like welcome to so they show that and i feel like her watching that had played a big part in her eventually running a cult yeah because because those videos are very like cult-like yeah um they try to indoctrinate you Yes, into the exactly. culture of whatever yes. organization you're in, which is why they don't do videos like that anymore because people yeah. got in the gag. It's creepy, you know? Yeah. But to your yeah, to your point, she was like indoctrinating people the same way, you know, mm-hmm. hitting on all those values that people wanted to hear, um, specifically at that time, but more targeted to that her audience. And mm-hmm. she just also had two children, by the way. And she kind of just like so she had three. Oh yeah, I forgot. Keep forgetting she had three. Yeah, she had Keep three forgetting. kids. So she had three kids, and once she started getting like clout on the forums and stuff, she left and went on somewhere. I think well, the first place she went was Colorado, and she was like, "She's the first father god." Yeah, she met the first. There are multiple father gods, right? Those are all her partners and people. Because mother like, god always needs a father god, and this man god. is the first man who told her like in person that she was divine. Yeah, she's about like you are God, like I like it's something else. And these are those people who like just just picture close your eyes for a second. Picture your picture those people who smell like shit. <laughs> um, they might be at Whole Foods because while they can't afford a house, they can absolutely afford like a green drink. Yeah. Um, they got those like uh, what's it called? Like they, I feel like they always were anthropology somehow. Like the girls. They always dress in like anthropology. Yeah. Um, they don't like baths. They want to use castor oil for everything. Like it's that demographic of people who were just like yeah. they don't like reality. They don't like the real world. They don't fit in. They you know it's just like stones and incense taken to a whole yes. other level. Like they are feeling the energies of the universe and they're on these forums and they're all discovering her and the snowballs like Sabrina said into a mini cult and at exactly. first where were they they went to Vermont I think I think I mean it's I wouldn't be surprised that sounds like a cult place also to put it in perspective if you live in New York the Harry Krishna people will be in Union Square bongos and circle <laughs> literally them so yeah I think they did I think they did go to um Vermont. I they were like in New England somewhere. They were like in the wilderness, yep. and 
I feel like when they first started out, like all cults, like all cults, they, they was started just kicking out it, with, just kicking it, and they had some points. You know what I mean? Like yeah. any cult, almost all cults, like they started off like this ain't so bad. Like you know, they just hanging out and not taking showers. It's a community. It's a community smoking weed. They're finding solidarity in each other's company. They're all from different social, economic, and just social identities. Like they come from all these different backgrounds. Like you see people mm-hmm. who are older, who are younger. You see people with different body types. You see different people who just, you know, essentially look very different from each other. And they yeah. probably, all these people probably felt like outsiders, blah, blah, blah. But then I think when shit really turned up is when, what's his name? What's his name, Sabrina? Was you talking about the third father guy? The the crazy father guy. It was something oh, else. Yes. Um wait. It was like it fa- did turn up. His name no. was he was not Father Guy. His name was like Father Almighty God or something like that. I'm cracking up. Um, oh my god, what did he say? He was like the wonder something. Oh my god, he came out definitely crazy. Also, another thing, they were experimenting with psychedelics. Yeah. And if you're going to do psychedelics, that's something that you should do with people that you trust and it's very mind altering. And a lot of them, I feel like they um, were probably like rotten in the core. So everything just went to shit then. But then it really turned up when there was multiple father guides. Um, Sidebar, one of my favorite things, uh, it was like the first father guy. And he was like, I wasn't necessarily attracted to her. He was like, but I just, you know, went with it. And he was um removed from he he like stopped fucking with them because he realized he was like, yo, this lady is a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And she's a raging alcoholic, but they would say that's how she medicates. That's her medicine. So everything that she did that was bad, they always had an excuse for it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they always had like, well, she's you know self medic and she's you know Al- alcohol can be used for good if you're using it with the right intentions and the right energy and the right connection to God, which she was. Don't want to spoil she- anything, but alcohol was the reason for why she ended up being mummified, right? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> so it's not true, but you know she this woman Amy she kept picking different men who she was just attracted to because she she just was like a sexual person which I ain't shaming her for that but every time she likes somebody new she's like he's father guy but then there's this one guy where he popped up and he was the father guy that really shook up the house like he really shook shit up and he was just like one of those people where you just don't want to get into a fight with him because you, no, I feel like he no. can throw the refrigerator. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's some of them people who look just unbelievably strong. Like, he bites chunks out of the wall. <laughs> like, he looked crazy to me. Like, he I was definitely... afraid of him. And I, I feel like if he was a customer, I would do that smirk. Like, hmm, how do you mean? Like, what do you need? <laughs> just try to get him in and out. For some reason, Amy goes, sexy. Like, let's make him part of it. <laughs> So first he was chilling, he was loving it. He was like, this is heaven, you know, like I come here. Yeah, he said, then it was a moment where he said he walked in, he said he walked outside, he looked around, he said, this is my fucking house. <laughs> like, that was just his exact words. Yeah. Um. Also random, he looked like, you ever see somebody that look like they know twi- Taekwondo and you don't know how they know it? 
they just know how to like do karate or taekwondo. You don't yeah. want to fuck with the people because how did you learn that? You've never been to a class. Mm-hmm. And you're not Asian always in descent. The, nope, you're not like, Asian descent. But the they form, just know it. I they know like, the form. I feel like if he wanted to stand on one foot and lift his leg straight, clean up over his head like that, he could. Without stretching, without ever being classically trained, like yes. I get everything you need to read. It just looks like he can not just like fight, but like he has battle. Like yeah, battle. It looks like he was built for battle. No, like Ima said, no classical training, nothing. And why would you? My question: Why would you let him in your house? Because if I met oh, no. him, I like, he will never know where I live because he looked like the person and look around and be like, it's my fucking house now. And it is damn near impossible to get him out that house. Like, yep. so that, that's just how I felt. So he looked around and he took the vibe from them playing like folk music and smoking weed all day to he would just he would just cut their shit off and start playing like hard metal. He would start screaming. And then, one, like, first of all, everybody in the house hated him, but they were also scared of him, rightfully so. And at one point, one of the folks in the documentary was like, yeah, he would just like go away and do his meth. And I'm like, there we go. There we go. It's the meth. Yeah. It's yeah, the, there we go. Meth was psychedelics and we could not imagine. Yeah. like Meth on its own. And just being a naturally very strong person. Yeah. But it was just, it was just this look he had in his eyes. I'm like, thank you. I just needed some confirmation that something was happening here. And there we are. Like to go do meth and come back home. I would. I would have left the cult. That would have been enough to get get me out. But um. Anyway, he was just he was just wreaking havoc on on the entire cult, and so much so that fifty percent of them decided to go to Oregon, and the other fifty percent <laughs> decided to go to this one place. I believe in like northern Colorado, which yeah. you know one of the residents explained it as a place where like. Spooky shit just be happening, right? So when she told Father God, crazy ass, if you find your way back to me, then maybe this can work. But, you know, otherwise, whatever. How did this man make his way from the East Coast to Oregon? He said with 11 cents in his pocket. Why did you do that? I could barely get across town like that. First of all, I can't, I feel like I can't get over what, $100. (laughs) I feel like if you gave me $100, I'm like, maybe I can get from North Philly to West Philly, but that's it. No, for real. And then I'll come back with, like, $2. Because like, <laughs> I have to get myself is, to eat. <laughs> yeah, like, he was on some shit. Like, the thing is, very strong, on meth, very determined. Very Dangerous determined. comma. And also, I feel like people like that can hitchhike because they know you ain't going to do shit to me. I, yeah. That part, that part. I feel like I'd be scared to hitchhike, hitchhike, hitchhike because <laughs> I'm like, no, like they would hurt me. <laughs> no, like, but he was not afraid to hitchhike no. because he was. I like, feel like people like, and I'll take it. I'll take your arm, twist it like this. But I feel like <laughs> they, they, they just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he puts people to sleep. Um, but anyway, he made it and she was so happy like oh my god my man and walked across country and I'm not gonna lie that would impress me too <laughs> like if, <laughs> if I left you somewhere random and didn't even tell you where I was going and you just found me <laughs> yeah that's kind of romantic that no, is kind of romantic meth or not like you gotta give credit where it's due so <laughs> um, yeah they was in Oregon the other folks was planting roots in Colorado what was pissing me off real bad is they didn't have shit in Colorado, right? They was just in cafes, 
using it, sucking up the internet. Like it was. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> yes, like shit. And it was so embarrassing because on camera the employees were like, "Um, can you can you guys like you guys can't stay here." And they had that voice like they weren't doing anything wrong. Like they were trying. I hate when people are doing something wrong and they try to make it normal. That's something yeah. I can't stand. They were like, "Okay, no problem. They're shutting down." I'm like, "They don't want you here." They don't want yeah, you they're here. like, oh, they're kicking us out. It's like, first of all, you on live streams, you smelling like shit, and you sitting in this tight space in a cafe, like talking and about the, auras and shit. Yeah, <laughs> and that's right. The only cafe in town because it's a small town. So get the hell out. What is wrong with y'all? Yeah, hello. And I was just thinking, like, all right, they look crazy, and also all of them were on like a four hundred calorie a day diet. Like they were all getting really thin. Um, because they didn't believe in spending their money because the cult was like getting money through selling like all types of shit. They were selling shea butter and baskets yeah, can- and candles. And- candles, um, soap, yeah. um, oils, like all types of shit. And they were, they had a good online following. So they put this guy Hector in charge of the money and then they somehow found this like little house and like they just renovated it. Yeah, it was his house. Yeah, it was. I didn't know it was his house. I thought he bought the house, or he knew somebody who had the house somehow, some way. But either way, it became his house at some yeah, point. Yeah, because he said. I remember he said at the end that it was in his name. Okay, yeah, because I think it was in his name because he was in charge of the funds, mm-hmm. and he this guy was just opportunistic, you know. Period. So they found out mother guy was coming from Oregon to Colorado to join the rest of the cult. So they wanted to make the house very special. They made it really colorful. They, you know, gave, they, they were just saying how they gave her whatever she wanted, like go-karting, shrimp cocktail. She had an eating disorder, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> really, really bad, which also kind of played part in her downfall. Um, but what's fucking me up is that sometimes Mother God would say Robin Williams came to her with a message. Yeah, and then, <laughs> or she would just be like, Robin, like, she, because she had a mood board with, like, all these celebrities on them on it and like most of the celebrities were dead except for I think like Trump Donald he Trump, was on yeah. it and she would say like certain celebrities would come to her and they would like have a message and it's funny because that's the article that I signed I mean signed I say that I wanted to read it was like about um celebrity worship but yeah she kept on saying that Robin Williams were was give- yeah it says the article is called the celebrity worship of love has won why robin williams may have resonated with the cult but yeah she kept on relying like he out of all the people that she had on the board it was robin williams that was guiding her allegedly the most during this time and this journey yeah so she was like he said go here go here so like she was counting on him to tell her to go where to go yeah and at some point, they just would be like, yeah, Robin said, Robin said. They were talking about yeah. fucking Robin Williams this whole time. Man's dead, by the way. And, like, Robin Williams, I just feel like he would have been like, keep me out of this shit if he was alive. <laughs> like, don't ever say my name. And after a while, her health just started going downhill. She started getting rashes. Like, she couldn't walk. Like, all this shit just started crumbling down. And she would go back and forth. Like, I think she... So at one point she literally told them, y'all, like I'm crazy. I made this all up. Like, yep. take me to the she hospital. And I forget what they called it. They was like, 3D she was three ha- D hospital. Yeah, three D hospital. Uh, 
because they were they weren't living in a 3d world they were living in another yeah. world so when they wanted to do something that meant the real world like your 3d family that's what they would say your real family your earth family um but anytime this woman would come to her senses her sick ass they would say oh she was just spinning you know she was going through phases of disbelief like yeah she would ask us to go to the hospital but that was just her spinning we know that the real mother God would never want to go to a 3D hospital and trust modern medicine. Meanwhile, they're giving this woman something called, what is it? Colloidal silver. Colloidal silver, which has not been approved by the FDA because apparently... Banned by the FDA, actually. Yeah, sorry. Banned by the FDA <laughs> because it has been said that it turns people silver. That One of her followers gets on live. I, this girl, I hate to say it, she was a twat. Uh, she just was so loud and wrong. I could not stand her. She, she was, was like, that's not true. She was making fun of it. She's like, hey, Collado Silver turns you blue. That's uh, that's total bullshit. She's like, it only, lady, she's a daddy used to do that. Or if you only get this type of Collado Silver. Girl. She was blue by the end of that. She uh, looked like a series. fucking Smurf. <laughs> she looked like, like an avatar. Like that silver turned that woman blue. And they were using that uh, as a treatment. And Again, spoiler alert, it turns out that she passed away from liver failure and anorexia. Um, and the liver failure was caused by the alcoholism. All things that could have been prevented with modern medicine exactly. had they not been given that woman silver. But it's like they nobody can be arrested because her 3D family, aka her sister, her mom urged her to go to hospital. They called the police. People was calling the FBI on this call because they wanted their kids back. And yep. each time the cops came near, she would refuse to go to the hospital. Yep. And this, also, mm-hmm. they wrote everything down in the journal, so it was like their Bible. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff that she said, it was like it was like one clip they showed, and it was like, "Mom, do not take mom to a 3D hospital, no matter if she begs." Please. Like it was like saying all this stuff. So they had all this evidence that they couldn't be incriminated and also she was like she was with the shits she was was on camera on camera saying things oh before so they went to hawaii because robin told them to go robin williams because robin williams told them to go to hawaii first of all hawaii natives do not fuck around okay this lady went to hawaii and she when she she told two girls in the cult to say that she was a fire goddess of Hawaii. A volcano um, god. On street. What yeah. was it? Yeah, the a volcano, volcano god. god. Like one of their they, go- one of the goddesses of Hawaii. She said yes. that's who she was. Yes. So that first of all, she did that to be inflammatory. And they the locals flipped their shit. They was protesting outside of her hotel. They was telling her to leave. They was she like was crying. Somebody was like, We are not, we do not condone your brand of crazy. And then they brought up the fact that because they did their research, they brought up the fact that she abandoned her three kids. They was like, How do dare you have these people following you, calling you mother, and you abandoned your own kids? You're not even a real mother to your own children, yep. yeah. And then, oh, also she went on Dr. Phil. It was just so many twisty times. <laughs> yeah, she, she went, went on to Dr. Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. And um, she said on Dr. Phil that, like, she had to make a sacrifice to leave her kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her the whole point of her going on Dr. Phil was because her family was trying to have an intervention with her. Yeah. With Dr. Phil, and she thought, oh, let me go to Dr. Phil. That's a way to, like, get a bigger platform and talk about my religion. Dr. Phil was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, are, like he was really just trying to get to the bottom. She just felt attacked, and she was, like, crying, and she was, I never want to talk to them again and talk about her family. So at yeah, this point, she was like, I am God! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, at this point, 
her health is just deteriorating. It's actually really sad. One of the cult yeah. members was like, I left the cult. I called my mom and I asked for a hotel because I just was not going to sit around and watch somebody pass away because it was getting that bad. And, and they kept on saying she was ascending. They wasn't saying she died. They was like, one of the girls was like, I'm so fucking excited. Mom is ascending. So this little nugget is ready to go. She's done from liver failure. Yeah. She was probably in excruciating pain. Yeah. Um, so they took her to Oregon. Um, they took her to a hotel. And essentially in this hotel is when shit got real. And she essentially was like dying. Um, and the hotel staff was probably like, first of all, what's that smell? These group of people came in and it smelled like shit in here ever since. So they've been trying to like, they were like trying to get to the bottom of it. They kept trying to enter the room. So essentially they took her corpse out of the, they snuck her corpse out of the hotel. Then they were driving with her corpse in their, in their car. They got pulled over by the police and they situated her to make it look like she was sleeping in the backseat of the car. So then they got let go. And then they went to the forest to do something. And then eventually brought her body back to Colorado where, you know, things just got fishy and then the police eventually found out. But the gag is once Mother God passed away, the guy Hector, who was in charge of the funds, they said he stole over 300K worth of funds and he just seems to have gotten away with it. (laughs) He just took the cult's money. Yeah, he just took, he just bounced. And he was like, because once it was a dead body of all, he was like, yeah, I don't really want no parts of this. Like, Well, I want but, some parts of it. <laughs> but yeah, but he probably was already in it for the money in general. That's why he was like, oh, I'll watch the funds. But yeah, he was like, he started, they got him on a body cam. He started snitching like real hard. Because they like, they drove a dead body across state lines, yeah, which is like hella illegal. <laughs> several state lines yeah several state lines like that's hella illegal like it's so crazy oh they took her to the the woods because they were saying that the spaceship was going to come get her and they was like oh we were just waiting they're like we're waiting for the spaceship i'm like y'all really believe that a spaceship is going to come it's not and it was like it never came and i'm like but y'all still believe in her like a spaceship never came it was supposed to all this shit like it just was crazy that i just can't believe that people can really like deeply believe in that kind of stuff and like they don't ever get like an inkling of hmm, is this you know real is it not it's scary it's scary it to think scary. That there are a certain group of people who want belonging so bad and they want to believe in certain realities so bad and they are so loyal that they will be treated like shit for free because they was yeah like they're they show first of all i really like how the documentary was shot um, I feel like it was a really good. I love in documentaries when the director is like neutral and they let the people tell their story. Um, but you can tell that the director knows that I'm like not really with this, but they just let the people tell them story, tell their stories, and they ask little questions here and there. So I really like it. I like how it was set up, and it was um. It looked like it was like early 2000s, but also the quality of something that came out in 2023. Yeah, so it. it like was kind of like nostalgic. So because this happened pretty recently, Mother God passed away in 2021, which is crazy that all this was happening in 2021. Like I would have never thought that. But um, yeah, uh, it's just really crazy that people really, like you said, they want a belonging and they just really just believe this i just like they never because like even when she started folded and being like i made this all up it's like they really still was 10 toes down and believing everything yeah it was 
was absolutely absolutely bonkers like oh, yeah because she was crazy. yeah she was snapped on one of the guys because he made her quesadilla <laughs> and she said it was the worst quesadilla she had in her life um it was like really bad and it was just like crazy to see because like a lot of them because they were like oh not eating they were like losing weight and then you see like when they got out of it they started gaining the weight back because they started like you know eating um, cause I think she wanted everybody to just be, have the same relationship with food that she did. Yeah. The eating disorder. Her mom said right. she's always had disordered eating her entire life. Yeah. She just always had issues with it, but it was absolutely nuts. Like it just really teaches you how crazy people can be and how like any cult, anything will always get me because I'm like, there are people like this who exist. And more importantly, there are people like this who will like, take advantage of vulnerable minds and make them believe that they're God or anything else. Like I just don't have a desire for people to follow me like that. I just don't. Yeah, I don't either. Like she really just wanted was high on that power. When they had footage of her screaming like, I am God. I'm like, first of all, I, it would be very hard for me to believe that God is a white woman. So that's weird. Like, let's start there. But, yeah, I'm just not that power-hungry. And also, I would say it's funny because we are, next we'll be talking about somebody who, like, people say have a cult-like following. But even still, like, people that I do like, I still question some of the things that they do. And I feel like what I noticed with the Mother God documentary is that nobody questioned anything. Mm-hmm like she did nobody questioned it because i'm like why is there so many father gods um why um like yeah yeah exactly like it was just a lot of stuff that didn't make sense like why do we have to go through um this guy just to get pizza like nobody (laughs) like was questioning like anything uh, why is this guy she says she's got it she says yeah Yeah. it was just people were just taking it and i feel like that's how sometimes i feel like maybe it's easy to get wrapped up in a cult because they don't question anything and they just believe everything is true and everything is right and sometimes everything is not true and everything is not right period at all but you know what i don't want us to run out of time to talk about renaissance OT the house but y'all make sure y'all watch it make sure y'all watch it yes so oh chat so we went to go see the renaissance movie which i we didn't go together unfortunately we planned to but yeah life happened and we both had to go separately um which was crazy but okay because i knew we was going to recap about it um later on um we also went to the concert together so there's that too yeah (laughs) So I, I really didn't realize how much I needed to watch the film because I just was not present during I'm, the show. I'm never, well, no, I was going to say I'm never present for concerts, but like certain like big shows, yeah, I'm never really, I feel like pre- it's just yeah. so much going on. So sometimes I'm looking at the audience. Sometimes I'm looking at this, like when it's like, different stages and stuff like I'm looking at this like it's just and also depending on where you sit there's some things that you don't see yeah and the way right. that stage was set up like I feel like it was nobody um, could have seen it all <laughs> yeah exactly and I feel like we had good seats but I feel like if you were like in club renaissance or you were sitting in the middle you saw like some extra details that wasn't there because I didn't even see the crew that was moving stuff right um right so yeah I feel like depend like when it's a big concert 
it's a very hard it's for me. It's overstimulating in a way. Yeah, it's it overstimulating. Is. And I feel like even if you were in Club Renaissance, you risk not being able to see things on the stage. Because yeah. of how big the show was, I feel like nobody from wherever they sat was ever going to be able to see everything up close. Yeah, no, so I agree. So I think the documentary benefited everyone. Um, and I love the respect she gave to the crew to lighten and to just talk about like, oh, four years in the making, these are all the different iterations of the stage. Um, and I specifically was wondering, I'm like, they got to have multiple stages and they had I three. Think about they had three. And I'm like, this is why I fuck with Beyonce because she's somebody who says, I want to do it big. So we got to invest in it. You know, a lot of people want to do shit big, but they don't want to invest in it. And I'm like, you get one or you get the other. You get it cheap and you don't get it big or you get it big and you get it expensive. And that's just it. And I feel like Beyonce has that control. And oh, it's just so many pieces. Like, obviously, the concert piece was great because you got a chance to see, like, the outfits and things up close. But I feel like I would like to focus more on those pieces that you know, obviously weren't part of the tour, like her commentary on being a black woman. And I just feel like that really broke me down because I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Even Beyonce got to deal with this shit. Even Beyonce got to do with yeah. like that constant pushback, that constant yeah. challenging of everything she say and, and that exhaustion, like even Beyonce, like there was a sense of like, I felt very seen but I also felt very sad because it's like, it just don't get better. It just don't get better. Yeah, I was going to say, you just money. think like, it just don't get better. Happen. Exactly. What'll happen when I get there? Cause like, that's why like, I appreciate my job now because I, this is the first, and I work with mostly black people. Mm-hmm. So like when I say certain things, the people take it into consideration, but I'm like, that's not the reality for everywhere you go. So I'm very fortunate right now, but it's like, once I, go to the next step it's like you know i'm used to i'm very confident because i'm like oh i know if i say this or people will ask for my opinion on stuff before they do something or um they'll like if i say something they'll be like okay noted but um you don't you don't always get especially in the entertainment business which i want to work in you don't always get that privilege and it's like you have to risk being seen as a bitch a villain or you just, um, the stuff that you want to be done in your vision, it just won't come to light. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, she, I, I, it was even de- demonstrated on camera where she asked for something and somebody say, oh, we can't do that. And she's like, so this doesn't exist. And they're like, well, it exists. But so it's like, so stop. You just don't want to do it. You yeah. don't want to put in the extra energy. It's more yeah. complicated. And it's yeah. just such a lack of respect that comes when people do that. So to see her still have to go through that, um, I think it just was like, bruh, something's got to give. Like, I feel like I'm no longer willing to accept the reality that, like, oh, just as a black woman. And I think in time, things will change. But yeah. it's just really, like, it's just so fucking frustrating. It and is. I think it's more of a reason to kind of go back into what I was saying. Like, stop being so overly humble. Stop giving people benefit of the doubt. Because a lot of people are flat out playing in your face. They are. Yeah, no problem. absolutely playing in your face. Um, exactly. Uh, and also just her, I feel like this is, like, seeing Beyonce mother in the way that she, it was shown yeah, in the documentary. That was crazy. Oh my god! It's like for a long time I wondered like, oh, what is Beyonce like as a mom? Like, or what is it like to be her kid? And yeah. just seeing like the chemistry between her and Rumi 
um, in even those little clips of like, sir, you yeah. see that she's like very. I don't think he likes the camera. He don't, and you know what's funny, <laughs> sir? He remind me of my little brother Lenny. He just didn't like it, and my mom respected it. When you get kids like that, they will knock that camera out your hand. They and definitely. I really respect her for ex- whatever for whatever reason. I th- he respecting him not wanting to be on camera or just not putting them on and not explaining anything. That's what I yeah. mean. Like you don't have to explain shit all the time. Just no. <laughs> but yeah. Um also I like seeing like being you know, they always tell you like, oh, when you're a mom, like your life is over. But it's like you still if you can still do stuff. You can still make things work. Yeah. Even so, like, as, and that is really comes with, like, you know, when you want to have a big career. Because, mm-hmm. like, me, personally, like, I want to get into the film industry, and I feel like, um, it's at first, I'm like, oh, can I go into the film industry with, uh, you know, a family? But I'm like, you absolutely can. And also, your family can inspire you to go harder. Your family can inspire you in general, inspire new stories. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why not? Why wouldn't I be able to go into this industry with a family with my kids? And that doesn't mean that it's everything is over, you know? So like, it is nice seeing women um you know things. just you yeah, do big things and still because her trumpet player was on tour pregnant, pregnant which wow. I just was like being sure to breath myself and wondering how she was able to do that. That's just you gotta be another you just gotta be a whole nother beast and I remember when I was at the PA Women's Conference um, this fall, and Tina Fey was like the, you know, big the keynote speaker, and she, whenever people asked her how she was going to balance, like being a mother and being on SNL, she was like, uh, ask the men in here how they're going to balance. Nobody ever asked them that, like how you going to balance oh. be, be having a family and your career. They never asked them that. So I feel like you know we just have to remember that. Balance finds its way to us. <laughs> like we, we will create balance in those situations. Yeah. And being, um, like I think I forget who who said it, but somebody was like, "Take your kids on the grind with you. You know, take your kids yeah. on the adventure with you. Let them see it." And I appreciate the blues in those rooms. You know, because yes, I love I love that too. I love that yeah. too. I love because that. A lot of times we can get disconnected from things like some. This one girl I know. Her dad had this like really, really big successful business. And because of her always being in the room when her dad was talking business and being in the business, like she kind of just had this natural like business acumen that I don't have to this day or that I'm learning, you know. So sometimes it's nice to just surround your kids by these conversations so they're familiar with them. And when they find themselves, you know, advocating, they've heard it's so it's not so intimidating and unfamiliar. I feel like that's really cool. And more importantly, Blue felt comfortable enough to speak up and be part of the conversation, even though she was interrupting people. (laughs) Because sometimes it is hard to even as an adult to speak up. And say like, oh, I think this is, um, I think we should do this instead of this. So seeing that in her as a child, I'm like, whoa. That's so strong. And I love what she said about like, she she has watched Blue become fearless. Mm-hmm. And Blue has owned her own narrative, which again, like, I just feel like that is an exceptional child, right? For so many reasons, not just because she was on stage dancing like that in itself. It's just like, oh, girl, 
that's amazing. But like, I can honestly say as a child, bullying worked for me. Like, if you like, if I felt it's so many things Same. that I'm still trying to not unlearn because people made fun of me when I was a kid. Like, okay, I'm tall. I have big feet. When I was a kid, people made it like that was so weird. And I had like they made me feel ashamed of my feet to the point where I would really be wearing closed toe shoes on some of the hottest days because I'm just like, I want to hide my feet. Eventually, I broke out of that and I realized, okay, that was a myth. That wasn't true. But for her to be 11 years old, hear people talking really negatively about her and decide to keep showing up and to learn learn live in front of people and to literally get better and to fight like that like it just was crazy to me like that is truly exceptional behavior not just for a child but for like a human being period and yeah because me definitely like that would work i was like i don't want to get back on the stage like yeah bullying definitely worked. even though in the first place y'all shouldn't have been talking about the first child in the first place shouldn't have been talking about a child and her performance i'm like what was you doing at 11 or what is your 11 year old doing like just let kids uh, i feel like kids need the space to learn and figure things out i feel like uh that's a, a big problem too because i feel like for kids people are like oh if you're not automatically good at something or if you, you got it or you don't like you got yeah. yeah you gotta uh, put a kibosh in it and i'm mm-hmm. like no that's not true you should let kids be able to do stuff and i feel like that's really freaking cool that she got to learn um like on stage like yeah. to do that and she's not like shy or anything like that and i, I really appreciate because there was like clips of showing like people have blue balloons people mm-hmm. saying like our capricorn niece like <laughs> i just love that she people showed out and you know showing love to her because you know when she first was little it was a big thing people talk about her hair and her looks because she favored her father and i'm like it was just like something like that couldn't really um damage a child and i'm glad to see that she's coming in on her own and being like she seems red from what we saw a rather confident child um because a lot of things i get uh, just because somebody is a child of a celebrity does not give you the right to say anything crazy about them. Like at the end of the day, they're still a child. Right. And I feel like she's just caught so, and Beyonce said it too, she's caught so much shit simply based on who her parents are. And it's just like so inappropriate. And I personally look at people differently when they say something about Blue Ivy. Like I'm the type of person where if you said it in 2017, I still remember. I yeah, still remember that's what you wild. said. <laughs> Let's talk about a child like you'll that. You'll do it that's to anybody's child, crazy. you know? You'll do it to anybody's child. You'll violate anybody's child like that. So it's like, I, it's something I keep score of. Um, and it, it just was crazy. that. But I'm happy they addressed it. And I'm happy that she, you know, got to talk about just how she handled it. I just so, I have so much respect for like Blue Ivy. It don't make any sense. Um, and another thing I love that we really got into is the... um. Uncle Johnny, like, really, yeah. like, talking through him. And I can tell Miss Tina really misses him. Like, yeah. you could tell that was her right hand. And she mentioned, like, he helped me to raise my kids. And so I bought my partner because once I realized Sabrina could come with me, I asked him to come with me instead. And them tickets were a 360. Um, also, yeah, I don't know. I think it was the same thing with the Taylor Swift movie. I really don't like it and also it's kind of weird because i'm like you can exchange tickets for a concert but that's yeah. another conversation 
Yeah, for some reason, you just cannot exchange those tickets for the Beyonce concert. So I said, we're not going to waste. We, we about to be a Beehive family. So when he went and he honestly was like, I'll go. Even if I fall asleep or be on my phone, I'll just go with you. And I was like, okay, cool. He was like, honestly, I did not touch my phone. I am part of the Beehive. I love Alien Superstar. And he's like, but I think what I understand now, he said, I think I understand the Beehive now. This is all a movement. And he was like, it's just crazy to me how this all kind of started with this one person, Uncle Johnny, and it's snowballed into something so big. He's like, I have so much respect for how like her relationship with this uncle like really just transformed um, kind of the music industry because every time Beyonce releases something, she shifts the music industry a little bit. Like she yeah. don't she don't leave the music industry the same. So I just feel like sh- I can't say it enough. Shout out to Uncle Johnny. For just being so amazing. And shout out to Texas, because I feel like I just, I feel like I smell Texas when I look at Beyonce, you know? Also, like, that made me really be like, um, I mean, I already wanted to get into it, but I really want to work with a tailor. Like, mm-hmm. or work with somebody, because the fact that she still had that dress from her prom, I'm like, that is really cool. Yeah. And I feel like we definitely should bring back seamstress. Yeah, my dad would totally agree with you, because he loves Like, tailors. bring back, like, local stream seamstress yeah, like that is so people fly you know go get something made for an event you know versus yes i love that that really yeah. made me be like huh i kind of want to get some like clothes made from like somebody that just know how to sew like that's cool as yeah i got my prom dress made and i still have it and one day i wouldn't like to do something with it like i would like to remix it that would be you know? really cool i still have my prom dress i got it from a store but that's really cool. Yeah. Because I had one in mind made. I was too tall. So my mom was just like, you got to get it made because you're not going to be able to find the dress that fits you really right, which I really appreciate her doing it. But again, going back to seamstress, this is like the benefit of having like a professional who can like really create things for your body and make it fit and make you look and feel good. Like that makes you so valuable. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, you're valuable, period. But like, I just think that fashion and looks and confidence mean so much to people that when you're able to make somebody look good and feel good like Messina said you are safe I, for the rest I of your life agree. yeah yeah that was definitely a good point especially back then I feel like that's why um I feel like especially growing up in the hood and seeing like growing up with gay boys in high school yep. and middle school a lot of them that were safe were ones that knew how to do hair mm-hmm. who knew how to dress or knew how to dress their friends or did makeup or like this and yeah dance and it's a shame that they have to do things like that in order to be safe but i know that it was very very hard then yeah especially being in texas i cannot imagine yeah like miss he said being gay in the south in that time very unsafe very unsafe but i can't Oh, it's just, it was amazing, honestly. It was just an amazing experience. It was an amazing documentary. Um, I feel like we're going to continue to talk about clips and things that inspired us. Um, for now, we are at time, and we're going to do our best to stay um, on time moving forward. But I hope you guys love the show. Um, let us know your thoughts. Follow us on the socials. You can follow us on Instagram um, at Black Girl Brunch, Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. You can follow me on Instagram 
And you can follow me on TikTok at Imam Tay. And you can follow me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabrina. You can follow me at Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And It's Frankenfem on TikTok and Instagram. All right. That's the show. Bye.